Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back. This is going to be for 1 Kings chapter 7. So now we're building, we're finishing the temple up, and we're getting uh, some of the things uh, around the temple. But Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. He built also the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length thereof was 100 cubits, and the breadth thereof 50 cubits, and the height thereof 30 cubits, upon four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars, and was covered with cedar above, above upon the beams that lay on 45 pillars, 15 in a row. And there were windows in three rows, and light was against light in three ranks. And all the doors and posts were square, and the windows and light was against light in three ranks. And he made a porch of pillars, the length thereof was fifty cubits, and the breadth thereof thirty cubits, and the porch was before them, and the other pillars and the thick beam was before them. Then he made a porch for the throne where he, may, where he might judge, even the porch of judgment. And it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. And the house which he dwelt had another court within the porch, which was of the like work Solomon made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, like unto the porch. All these were of costly stones, according to the measures of hewed stones, sawed with saws, within and without, even from the foundation unto the coping, and so on the outside toward the great court. And the foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly stones after the measure of hewed stones and cedars. And the great court round about was with three rows of hewed stones and a row of cedar beams, both for the inner court of the house of the Lord and for the porch of the house. And King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. He was a widowed son of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in brass. And he was filled with wisdom and understanding and cunning to work all works in brass. And he came to King Solomon and wrought all his work. For he cast two pillars of brass of eighteen cubits high apiece, and a line of twelve cubits did compass either of them about. And he made two chapiters, these are, these are the decorative carved heads of, of a pillar, of molten brass to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of the one chapiter, chapiter was five cubits, and the height of the other chapiter was, was five cubits. And nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work for the chapiters were where which were upon the top of the pillars, seven for the one chapter and seven for the other chapter. And he made the pillars and two rows round about upon the one network to cover the chapters that, that were upon the top with pomegranates, and so did he for the other chapter. And the chapters that were upon the top of the pillars were of lily work in the porch, four cubits. And the chapters upon the two pillars had pomegranates also above, over against the belly, which was by the network, and the pomegranates were two hundred in, in rows round about upon the other chapter. And he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple, and he set up the right pillar and called the name thereof Joachim, or Joachim, and he set up the left pillar and called the name thereof Boaz. And upon the top of the pillars was lily work, so was the work of the pillars finished. And he made a molten sea ten cubits from the one brim to the other, it was round all about, and his height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits did compass it round about. And under the brim of it round about were where there were knops compassing it, ten in a cubit, compassing the sea round about. The knops were cast in two rows when it was cast. 
It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking nor toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east, and the sea was set above them, was set above upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. This brazen sea was used for performing baptisms for the living. There were no baptisms for the dead until after the resurrection of Christ. In describing the molten sea, the Old Testament record says the sea was for the priests to wash in. That is tantamount to saying that the priests performed baptisms in it, and that was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 26, And it was a handbreadth thick, and the brim thereof was wrought like the brim of a cup, with flowers of lilies. It contained two thousand baths. And he made ten bases of, of brass. Four cubits was the length of one base, and four cubits the breadth thereof, and three cubits the height of it. And the work of the bases was on this manner, that they had, they had borders, and the borders were between the, head, the ledges. And on the borders they were between the that were between the legends were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And upon the ledges there was a, ba a base above, and beneath the lions and oxen were certain additions made of thin, of, uh, thin work. Notice that the, uh, the images that are being used here are lions and oxen. The lion uh, is a symbol of Judah, and the oxen is the symbol of Ephraim. Um, interesting, isn't it? Verse 30, And every base had four brazen wheels and plates of brass, and the four corners thereof had underset, undersetters under the laver were undersetters molten at the, at the side of every addition. And the mouth of it within the chapiter, or chapiter, and above was a cubit, but the mouth thereof was round after the work of the base, a cubit and a half. And also upon the mouth of it were, were gravings with their borders, four square, not round. And upon the borders were four wheels, and the axle trees of the wheels were joined to the base, and the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half, and half a cubit. And the work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel, their axle trees and their knaves and their and their fellows and their spokes were all molten, and there were four undersetters to the four corners of one base, and the undersetters were of the very base itself. I think those are shelves underneath these uh, these things here. And in the top of the base was there a round compass, a half a cubit high, and on the top of the base the ledges thereof and the borders thereof were of the same. For on the plates of the ledges thereof, and on the borders thereof, he graved cherubims, lions, and palm trees, according to the, prop, the proportion of every one, and, and additions round about. After this manner he made the ten bases, all of them had one casting, one measure, and one size. Then made he ten labors of brass, one labor contained forty baths, and every labor was four cubits, and a, uh, was, 40 cu was four cubits, and upon every one of the ten bases one labor. And he put five bases on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house. And he set the sea on the right side of the house eastward over against the south. And Hiram made the labors or wash basins and the shovels and the basins. So Hiram made an end of doing all the work that, lie, that, that he made King Solomon for the house of the Lord. I just thought about this. A lot of this stuff's going to be outdoors, isn't it? The labor and the sacrifice. So when the rains come and the bad weather happens, they, um, it rained on. The two pillars and the two bowls of the chapiters that were on the top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the chapiters which were up upon the top of the pillars. And 400 pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for, for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapiters that were upon the pillars. And the 10 bases and 10 labors on the bases and one sea and 12 oxen under the sea and the pots and the shovels and the basins. And all these vessels which Hiram made to King Solomon for the house of the Lord were of bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them in the clay round, in the clay ground beyond Succoth and Zar, Zarthan, 
And Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because they were exceeding many, neither was the weight of the brass found out. Solomon made all the vessels that pertained unto the house of the Lord, the altar of gold, and the table of gold, whereupon the shewbread was, and the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle which the flower, with the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold, and the bowls and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the censers of pure gold and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house to wit to the temple. In truth, the sanctuary was a golden house. I, I get that idea, don't you? The floor, which was of cypress wood, was overlaid with gold. The walls, which were paneled with cedar, on which the same designs were carved, as on the doors, were covered with gold. And so was the ceiling. It need scarcely be said how it must have glittered and shone in the light of the sacred candlesticks, especially as the walls were encrusted with gems. There were ten candlesticks in the holy place, each seven branched and of pure gold. They were ranged right and left before the most holy place. That was by Edersheim. Verse 51, so was ended all the work that King Solomon made for the house of the Lord, and Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels did he put among the treasures of the house of the Lord. And that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.